episode 191, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., season 4, episode 16. What if? Welcome to Level 7. A podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a magical place. Well, hello, guys. This is Agent Stu, or Agent Lustu, or Agent Stu from the UPA, or, or something. I'm the intelligence officer, and I've kind of stolen the show, kind of. To my to my right or left or across the room is Mr. Ben Avery. Hello. Say hello, Ben. Hey, I'm Ben, and I'm here, and it's time to start the show. Yes, it it's is. It's time to raise the curtain. It's time to light the lights. It's time to get things started on we're, welcome we're to level work. seven. I mean, I need to workshop that a little bit more, but we're going to, we're going to reference the Muppets right out the gate. Okay. Yeah. I guess, I guess that's good. I guess that's good. Let's go. Not a problem. Right. I mean, it's Disney. Marvel is <laughs> yes. Disney. I mean, they're all, yes. it's all connected. Hashtag. It's all connected. Hey, if you're joining us for the first time because of this new pod of episodes from season four, uh, this we is got a great time to join us. Uh, there's plenty yes. to look at, uh, with other episodes. I mean, this is episode 191, but honestly, <sighs> you know, if you've been following agents of shield, you'll be, you'll be able to jump right in with the conversation. If you haven't been following agents of shield, then hopefully this will like jumpstart some of the conversation for you. And yeah, I mean, we've, we're covering pretty much everything MCU, some things mm-hmm. in real time, like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. every week. Some things are taking a longer time, like Netflix, which we just finished no, no. half of Daredevil Season 2. And Keep them wanting more, Ben. Keep them yeah, wanting yeah, more. That's, we, that's, we will continue that's it. We we'll continue it. And uh, you know, our, our big summer project will be movies and Netflix, mm-hmm. and we're getting ready for some stuff, which we're going to talk about in the news, which will be interesting. But um, if you do want to go back and re-watch or not rewatch, re you know, listen back to our, our back catalog, but don't want to listen to like all of the, I don't know, agents of shield episodes <laughs> or don't want to, you can look them up. You can go to welcome to level seven.com right. slash shield. That'll give you all the shield episodes. And if you go to welcome to level seven.com slash daredevil, that'll give you all the daredevil episodes slash Jessica record- Jones, all the Jessica Jones episodes we've recorded. And the other thing I'm doing is I'm changing out some of the artwork. I don't know if you've noticed this, but mm. um, Ages of Shield has our podcast art, and it's got a blue tone to it. And mm. uh, Daredevil, I've changed it a little bit, so it's the same logo, but it has a red tone to it. And Jessica Jones has a purple tone. Mm-hmm. And I am not exactly sure. I think Luke Cage will end up with a yellow tone. Even I was going to though- say. I mean, he doesn't really wear yellow in, except for one. <laughs> well, we're not going to talk about that, but uh, that's that's a Luke Cage color, and uh, and then Iron Fist uh, has a has a green tone. I think is what I'm going to use, and I also want to switch out the movie ones too. I'm not sure what I'm going to do yet to to do to signify that this is a movie episode, but this is the uh, the artwork that goes along with it's like the the primary image for each episode. Mm-hmm. So that's something I've been working on. I don't know how it'll show up in your pod catchers, but 
yeah, it's something I'm working on, trying to make things a little easier for the website, mm-hmm. you know? Speaking of the website, the, yeah. I see you guys put a, I see we put up a new poll. What are you talking about? There's a new poll on the website. I haven't put a poll up on the website in forever. Oh, well, would would you like me to 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 share some of the results from this poll? I mean, a bunch of people have already you must have gotten some traction. What are you Okay. So here's here's what the poll is. Oh. What, what are you going to call Agent Sky now? Oh. <laughs> Yeah, that's a poll from when she revealed her name. Yeah, but oh. somehow it's timely today. It, it all comes back together. All... So so if you would like to be pollster 100 oh, man. in this poll, get over to welcometolevel7.com, get in that poll, and make your voice turn. Uh, it's over there on the or edge. Me. It's over on the side there. That's funny. What are you going to call Agent Sky now? I mean, it's appropriate for this episode, uh, but we've got 47 votes saying Daisy, 36 saying Sky, 16 saying Quake. And I'm going to just tell you right now that uh, in my notes, I started calling her Sky again, like just right. without thinking. She's just Sky. I think in one place I wrote down Quake. Uh, I never I, I never stopped calling her Sky. She's always been Sky, mainly because that's my neuroses, and she the Sky was the first name I knew her by, and so therefore that that'll be the first, you know, that'll be the only name I ever t- say to her. Yeah, yeah, that's understandable. <laughs> but so, so there is the poll. <laughs> yeah, come on, let's let's get the poll going back. It's so old it became new again. <gasps> oh, is it going to have bell bottom pants? I don't know about that. But, <laughs> oh, man, we need to get a new poll up there. Or do we? <laughs> well, we can wait. Uh, you know, maybe now is not the time to get a new poll, but, you know, we need to soon. I mean, now yeah. is actually the time to say this could be. I mean, we could ask this question today for our weekly poll if we did a weekly poll. Uh, <laughs> but since it's a kind of a year and a halfly poll. <laughs> Oh man! Thanks, Stuart, for bringing it up. And yeah, yeah, it's appreciated, man. Uh, good. I hope so. Glad. Uh, you know what really is appreciated? You know, beyond my sarcasm. Not not that my sarcasm is appreciated. I'm saying beyond the sarcasm of my previous comment. Uh, it is appreciated that you bring news stories to this to the proceedings here. And I think that's what we should do right now. Let's talk about some news. Let's do it. We've got some cool news to talk about. Yes. Shield intelligence report. All right, Stuart, I believe we have some themed out news here and we haven't done news for a while because of, uh, just for some reason that it just doesn't seem appropriate to do news with the Netflix stuff since the Netflix stuff is not as timely. And I don't know. Just that's just well, the route we chose to go with with news, not to do it during Netflix. But yeah, I mean yeah. the way the way people watch Netflix is they're not tuned into their television every day at ten nine central. Yeah, or every Tuesday yeah. at ten nine central, I guess. And we've even gotten some emails that kind of attest to that, and and we have people saying finally getting around to this Netflix thing, or um, you know, I I watched it a while ago, but now I'm watching it again, you know, that kind of thing, and mm-hmm. uh, but just our coverage couldn't even go like a weekly thing with, with it <laughs> uh, because I think it took Daniel and I'm not, I'm not, 
I'm, you know, Daniel, one of the, well, he was, he founded this, uh, the podcast with me mm-hmm. and he, I think it took him almost a year to finish Daredevil season two. I might be exaggerating slightly, yeah. but only slightly. It, uh, it took me a long time to finish Jessica Jones. A long time. That's understandable. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. I have a friend who finished Iron Fist in two days. Yeah. 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 And he loved it, didn't he? He loved it. Like, it's his favorite Netflix, I think. I'm, I'm not sure, cool. but I think it is. Uh, I did it in two weeks, which feels about right. I'm not done yet. Yeah. <laughs> Again, feels about right. You know, you, you can yeah. take it at your own pace. And mm-hmm. if you're liking something, you can return to it and return mm-hmm. to it over and over and over again in two days. Or just come back to it when your work schedule allows you to. Mm-hmm. So, Or when you're not watching... The greatest Canadian show ever. Oh. Corner Gas. We need to do a special Welcome to Level 7 podcast just about Corner Gas. <gasps> yes. Yes, yeah. we do. That should have been our April Fool's Day episode. That sh- totally should have been. That we'll been do fun. it for next year. Yeah. But we can we can reminisce about Corner Gas later. Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, let's talk about some news. Yes. Um, so we have... Speaking of the Netflix thing, I don't know. Did you guys, did you, Ben, see this teaser trailer that dropped? I did see the teaser trailer that dropped. Did you go to the uh, URL IP address link that was associated with it? I did go to the URL IP address link that is associated with it. Well, great. That's good. We're, we're done talking about that. No, <laughs> it was it was the first official live action ish uh, footage from the defenders yes looked awesome yeah it has the four of them i'm not gonna say too much but it has the four of them all together on the screen that's cool and you know it's just short it's a teaser and if you haven't seen it it is not going to spoil you the way you know i don't know something like uh spider-man homecoming trailer might spoil (laughs) but uh it's cool to see them all together and to see especially the way we're watching netflix right now where i was watching uh, Daredevil season two, along with Iron Fist mm-hmm. in that same period of time, mm-hmm. along with Legion, which is Legion's a make conversation. Legion is a conversation for another day, but it's mm-hmm. definitely a conversation to have. But yeah, to see them all together. That's cool. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. And along with that, it gave us a date, mm. a premiere the, date. The way they revealed the date was pretty fantastic. Um, I don't. Oh, no, I'm not going to spoil it, but it was it was pretty cool. It's cool. I haven't seen something like this in a long time. I, I love the I love the, the social media aspect of movies and stuff like that. When the the IP um, embraces the Internet <laughs> and says, you know what? Let's make this more than just a poster on a website. Let's let's do something with it. So we will have a link to take you to things in, in the show notes and the show notes will be at welcome to level com slash what if, and there'll be links to the, the defender stuff there, but it is mm-hmm. really neat stuff. And mm-hmm. yeah, if you haven't seen it, you want to. Yes, you do. Uh, but we can uh, tell the date. We, we should yes. tell them the date. August 18th, August this 18th year, this year. Yes. Which is about two weeks before. For 
something else. Is that on the Everybody list? Everybody right? goes back to school. Well, there's that. <laughs> and no, and the Inhumans. We have a release date. Uh, premiere date, I guess, is the more appropriate term. Well, um, yeah, I think you say both, really, when it comes down to it. Yeah, um, I mean, so it's it, just to rehash there re, or remind people, um, they are releasing um, the Inhumans eight part series, right? It's eight parts, right? I think so. Okay, um, they're they're releasing the first two episodes. Then this is a joint venture between ABC. Marvel, obviously, and um, IMAX. IMAX. Yeah. Yes. And so they're releasing the first two episodes in IMAX. Now, I don't know if they're releasing them together or a week apart or however that works the out. Way, the way but I understand re- it is they're releasing it as a uh, seamless two-hour thing. Okay. And what so you see first- in – in theaters, in the IMAX theaters, because this isn't in regular theaters. This is just like a limited release in IMAX. But what you see in the mm-hmm. IMAX theater release is actually going to be slightly different than what they actually air on TV. And mm. I don't know if that's because there'll be more footage on TV or less footage on TV. Um, I, I don't know what those details are. But you. But I s- do know one thing. What's that? I'm going to have to drive about five and a half hours to go to an IMAX theater. <laughs> Which, okay. <laughs> well, it's either that or go to Canada. <laughs> and I don't know that I can do that. <laughs> you just need your passport. Yeah, that, that that's all that's you need. You just need a passport. September. It, you, you have time. Yeah, I guess I do. But, <laughs> but north is opposite of south. And south is where, um, you know, something people are well well and i don't know exactly what our plans will be for that um i'm pretty sure i'll be going to fort wayne to the imax theater there in fort wayne and i'll be probably meeting up with my friend bill bell uh who has called into the show in the past but uh he's a close friend of mine from high school and we're still still pretty close and um and i'm sure evan will be involved in that and it might end up being a double duty kind of thing where it's a road trip episode for strangers and aliens <laughs> or something like that. But that would be a longer road trip. That'd be like a 90 minute there and 90 minute back kind of road trip. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, regardless, um, we have time to plan for it, but it, it'll be, it'll be fantastic. And I, and I do want to see it in IMAX. I, it's not the first time I've traveled a long, stupid way to watch something <laughs> in IMAX. <laughs> When the uh, do you probably don't remember Fantasia two thousand? I know Daniel would because it's oh, a I Disney remember thing, it. right? I remember it. Yeah, so yeah. That's the one with that the flying premiere, whales. Yeah, and um, some fantastic animation. And I drove, oh my gosh, probably like three hours to Fresno to see it because I it was my birthday and I was like, that's what I want to do. So we drove to Fresno. <laughs> I drove an hour and a half. No, it was probably closer to an hour and 15 minutes to see Star Trek, the first Star Trek 2009 in IMAX. And that was really neat. And then I just happened to be at my parents' house six months later, and it was playing at the IMAX theater that was like 10 minutes away from their house. And, <laughs> yeah, but I saw it opening weekend and, yeah, you know, yeah. But, and I, that was a strange trip because I went with a guy I barely knew. 
who just happened to be uh, a guy who would go to the comic shop for artist evenings. And so it was really weird because I didn't know him and I thought this could be really awkward or it could be really good. And it ended up being an interesting conversation that we were having. It wasn't really like an awkward, I don't know, we got to say something, but well, let's just turn on music. You know, it wasn't anything like that, but <laughs> it could have been so weird. But now that guy's actually a, yeah. a, a friend as well. And I'll see him around town. And we'll, whenever I see him, he's one of those people that when you see, you talk with, with him for 10 minutes or so, you know, and actually have a conversation. But, yeah. Well, there you go. Okay, cool. so that's uh, D- Defenders. That's uh, Inhumans. That's defenders. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so what else so we have? We have a plot synopsis for the yet-to-be-determined-if-it's-in-the-MCU-or-not Cloak and Dagger. That's the question Basically, every time. Is it MCU? Right. Where Where do you fall on that MCU thing, Ben? I Okay, so this is interesting. I was just thinking about this. I fall, like... I'm 90% sure that Inhumans will be MCU, but there is, I think, a, a slim possibility that uh, Inhumans might not even be MCU. For Cloak and Dagger, I I keep waffling back and forth, but I'm leaning toward like 55% of me says it's not MCU and 45% of me says it could be for Cloak and Dagger. But so, yeah, they here's. Oh, go ahead. They haven't said anything yet. And, you know, right. we have we know that they've they've ordered, I think, 10 episodes. They have this mm-hmm. uh, this uh, plot synopsis, which we'll have a link to that uh, press conference in the in the show notes as well. But they talk about how it's it's different than anything else you've seen from Marvel as far as it being kind of a romance. Uh, and they, they bring up Romeo and Juliet and say it's it's like it sounds like it's Romeo and Juliet with superpowers and without suicide. That's what it sounds like they're trying to say. So and and so, just so everybody knows, it's going to be on the Freeform Network, which used to be ABC Family. So that means it's still owned by Disney. It's still partnered with ABC. Um, it's still a Marvel ABC production. Yes. Um, which leads me to think that it is MCU. Maybe not full on MCU. Maybe they're going to like find their little pocket corner of the universe to be mcu but still not be mcu so mcu Um, adjacent mcu adjacent yes uh they'll talk about the incident a whole bunch so it won't be any different (laughs) than netflix oh man Um, (laughs) yeah they 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 do bring that up it's like the one it makes sense in in a lot of ways that the incident would be the one thing that Everyone yeah, can kind of point pen. to everyone has seen things from it, you know. Right. Um, but that's what leads me to think that it is that it is a co that it is an MCU production because it's a co-production of these two entities. Except they're all owned by Disney. So right. that, that, I mean it, it just that alone doesn't doesn't point me in the direction of, of it being that way because it could very well, easily just be its own thing. Well, Legion isn't because Legion is X, X, the X universe, right? It is. And it's produced by Brian Singer Fox. and yeah, you know, it's, it's that's over in the, the X-Men world over by, you know, with 20th century Fox or whatever. But mm-hmm. you know, there's no reason for them not to make an MCU mm-hmm. other than if they want to just do their own thing. And say, okay, we want to be able to tell the stories we want to tell without having to worry about now. Uh, 
pretty extensive backstory <laughs> that's happening with the MCU. But on the other yeah. hand, on the other hand, it could very easily just be this kind of thing where it's here's two kids with superpowers and they have their own story going on. And we might mention shield every once in a while, uh, just, you know, and pay the MCU lip service. Sure. But if they do that, if they do that, we're recording about it. (laughs) So that's the thing. So, so (laughs) it's, it's a fine line between craziness and sanity for me, for, for, producing a podcast about this stuff yes i i guess it just it, it it remains to be seen whether or not um we have a show on tuesday nights yes that's, that's not true news. that's not news there's nothing there's no news no news news no in, news. in fact that's actually one of the things we were talking about is that's not a news item yet just right we just don't know but here's what we do know we got one more thing here. One more television related news item. Right. Which is um breaking new news. Warriors. Yeah. Uh and I have no idea who the new warriors are. You're gonna have to fill me in on that. But I do know that it is also a straight two series, ten episode series, um freeform TV again. A co-production between Marvel and ABC. I mean, Freeform. So 2018, like Cloak and Dagger. So mm-hmm. there's that. Mm-hmm. And Squirrel Girl is, uh, they've already released that she is going to be a part of this, the lineup for New Warriors. Now, yes. New Warriors in the comic books is a teen team. Um Speedball is one of the the early members. Night Thrasher is another one. Namorita, I think, is what her name is. It might be Namora, uh, but it's Submariner's cousin is in there. <laughs> and they basically they they team up, and you know it's like Young Justice or or Teen Titans or something like that, only in the Marvel universe. And they are they are the team that in the comics incited or created the inciting incident that started civil war. I thought I recognized Speedball's yes. name. Yeah. When you said so it. they in that had a reality TV show and they go too far uh, to, you know, take down some bad guys and accidentally cause this explosion that kills lots of people, including a bunch of kids at a school. And that is what causes a, a, a mother who lost her child to go to Iron Man, Tony Stark, who I believe was director of shield at the time Mm -hmm. uh, and say, look, this is happening because you got people out there who are using their powers irresponsibly. These teenage people did this thing. And so that's what causes them to have the civil war between Iron Man and Captain America about, should we have to register as superpowered individuals or not? And should we have to go through training government imposed training to learn how to use our powers if we want to use them because you can register and not use your powers if you don't want to go through the training, but you have to register and get licensed basically if you Mm -hmm. want to do any crime fighting. So it, it would be interesting to see if that's even mentioned or touched on um, in this new warriors series, because Technically, in the MCU, right, we have the Sokova Accords where all of the powered people are supposed to be 
following. Yeah, no, it's 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 almost exactly what they had in the comics, mm-hmm. as far as like well, as far as how they could do it with the smaller number of super powered casts that we have. <laughs> but here's the thing: I don't know if it's going to be MCU because it's, this is a half hour comedy. <laughs> so it's it's good. It sounds like it's going to be uh, teenage superheroes living in a home together and it's like friends with superpowers or I'll be there for you <laughs> or I'm trying to think of what's something more recent oh like big brother maybe even with superpowers but full house did anyone <laughs> no call one, in with no. their full house thing no one <sighs> did no one did sorry you didn't okay. get okay yeah. one more week and then I'll give the answer <laughs> We are all waiting. So, <laughs> I don't remember what the question was, but you got one more week. So that's what it sounds like this is going to be. And it could be like, uh, was it powerless or power? Yes. Yeah. On, on, uh, I can't remember the network. I think it, it might be NBC. It's canceled now. Is it canceled already? I, I thought so. Oh, I haven't heard much from them about it, but I, it, I watched one clip of the show and Batman is supposedly shows up in the clip. That's why I clicked on it. And it turns out he just does something off camera and the people who are, you know, front and center in camera are like, we just saw Batman. (laughs) That was it. But the whole idea is like, it's this, this humorous stuff going on behind the scenes in the office building, uh, as the, the superheroes are doing their real thing. You know, Oh, it's yeah. not canceled. It's still going. Yeah. All right. So, but it's that's not, not part of that. I know. Well, no, I was gonna say that's not part of the DC cinematic universe. That's not a part of the CW, uh, Arrowverse. I guess is what's, what we're kind of mm-hmm. calling that. It's its own little thing. It's a comedy that references all the other stuff. And right. I think new warriors could easily fall into that kind of a, a thing. We'll see. The thing about that that is, though, that DC has sort of allowed itself to do that, right? Marvel specifically said, we're going to make a universe that is all connected. It's all connected. Hashtag, it's all connected. That's what we're going to do. And so even when we have a flying tree out in outer space going through a huge space god's head – that is still in the same universe as, you know, Captain America. And so. But the one thing I'd throw might... back at you is cartoons. They have plenty of these cartoons that are not, you know, th- their own things. And I don't know. I'm just I'm going with that one probably is not going to be MCU. I don't know. 77% chance of surety. In my, in my uh, waffling heart. <laughs> so, <laughs> I yeah. personally, personally, I hope it is because I would like to see them, you know, push those boundaries as far as they can push them. Yeah. Um, but that's me, and you know. Well, and if it's I a like single camera kind of comedy and not you know live live audience three camera kind of thing, maybe, maybe it is. I mean, maybe it's just hey, we're doing these great stories, but playing them for laughs and be more explicit about playing them for laughs than we are with Iron Man. Mm -hmm. We will find out soon enough 
we will know. And, you know, we're taking a little bit more on time on the news than I usually like to do. But this is all the TV stuff. I mean, this is all mm -hmm. stuff that's possible new MCU stuff. Mm -hmm. This isn't just casting. It's a whole mm -hmm. show. That we're mm -hmm. A whole new show we're talking about. So, mm -hmm. Also, Daredevil Season 3. They're talking about it, that it's happening. And didn't you say Jessica Jones Season 2 just yes. started shooting? So Yes, Jessica Jones yeah. Season 2 started shooting. So, you know... And I hate to bring this up, and I'm not, you know, don't want to dwell on it. But if we do have stuff, we do not have a thing on Tuesday night anymore. We're still going to have MCU. We're so. going to have plenty, you know. Yeah, Welcome to Level Seven isn't going anywhere, even if Shield does. Mm -hmm. So we'll just have to wait and see what it looks like, and mm -hmm. we will know soon enough if it's going to be canceled. I think. Well, I think they're waiting to see how this pod does in the ratings well let's talk about this first episode in this pod which this well, is a podcast i know so i know i just think the, the phrasing is weird it is like, totally weird they already have words for this like story arc <laughs> you know but they're not they're not synergist synergizing words story arc works just fine but <laughs> okay so let's move on. Let's talk about this story arc and this story. What if? What a great title. But mm -hmm. why do I love this title so much? We'll find out as soon as we hit this sounder. Mission report. Stuart, do you have any what if comics? No. You don't? <laughs> well, no, because I didn't I didn't collect a whole bunch of what if comics. I did read 1602, which was the Fantastic Four Puritan era. Yeah. One. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty fun. And that's basically a what if. Yeah. Because uh, this title, let's let's just start with the title of this episode. It fits so perfectly. And mm -hmm. I didn't even realize that the title was what if until just before we started recording. And I just thought, wow, that is great. What a great title for this first episode of this particular pod story arc. Uh, what If is a series of comic uh, from Marvel. Uh, it started, I think, I want to say in the late 70s, but it might have been the early 80s. I'm not sure. But basically, they would take a storyline and they would say, what if it turned out different? So one particular one might be, what if... Uh, Gwen Stacy never died. And then another one might be, you know, the next time they, they did two with Conan. One was what if Conan uh, lived in the present day? And I, and so he falls into a time warp and he's in the present day. And they did uh, what if the Fantastic Four got different powers or all got the same powers. And that that episode or that issue rather had four short stories where they all can stretch and they all are in, can turn invisible and they all are um, the thing. And so it's just let's take this pivotal moment and just say, what if mm -hmm. you know, what if they didn't crash land? Fantastic Four didn't crash land. And what if. Uh, Spider-Man decided not to follow uh, the the adage of, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. And that was a really interesting one. And so I love those comics and I love those kind of stories where they take characters we already know and know well and throw them at just a strange 
situation. Elseworlds is the title that a lot of DC stories using that that mm-hmm. kind of gimmick ended up taking. And my favorite one from that is uh, where Superman is not young Cal El rocketed to Earth as Krypton is exploding, but he's young Clark Kent son of Jonathan and Martha Kent, but Jonathan's a scientist and he gets rocketed to clip Krypton as earth is getting ready to explode. And it's a really cool story. It is a really, really cool story, but that brings us to this episode and it's such an appropriate title and mm-hmm. it just tickles my, um, my geekitude. <laughs> like it just gets me in the right spot of the things that I love about comics and love about superheroes and, I just love because you don't have to know all the backstory to enjoy it. You can just say, I know who Spider-Man is. And now here's this weird story where Spider-Man has something weird happen to him and he never loses his extra arms, you know, or something like that. And so here we are in a world where there's just one little change, one little tweak and it all falls apart in a world. (laughs) In a world where Nazis rule. Wait a minute. Isn't there a series like this? <gasps> yeah. Maybe. You watch Man in the High Castle, right? I, I, most of, yes. Okay. All right. It is not, it is on my to finish list, but. It's two seasons on Amazon Prime <laughs> and there's a third coming. And the whole premise is uh, the United States lost the World War II. And mm-hmm. now half of the United States, the, the Eastern side is run by and ruled by the Nazis. Mm-hmm. And it's, I can't remember what year it's taking place in. It was like in the sixties. I think. Yeah. 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 And so Hitler is, you know, an old man and the other side of the United States is ruled by Japan. And yes. it's, it's really a pretty fantastic alternate history. Yeah. Yes, and I love alternate history. There's a um, there's a great short story by who wrote the alternate history books with the aliens, and they came in at World War II. I don't remember, but it, it's Joseph <laughs> Stalin, and it follows Joseph Stalin, and it, it's a it's a great little short story. Um, but yes, I love some alternate history. And I also like when you take your favorite characters and you put them on their head a little bit like they do in Star Trek. Because I talk about Star Trek on a Marvel show a lot. And um, Mirror yeah. Universe is what is where I went to in this episode because I didn't collect comics as a kid. Well, clearly this is Mirror Universe stuff. Yes. <laughs> Uh, nobody, there was a disturbing lack of goatees though. Yeah. You know, that's unfortunate. At least Ward could have had a goatee, you know? Yeah. Evil, evil Ward is clean shaven, but good Ward has a good a goatee. I mean, they could have done that. There you that. go. There you go. I mean, uh, uh, Fitz kind of had a little, like he could have used a shave. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Possibly. So, Yeah. And there is there is that element there. Uh, mm-hmm. The other thing uh, that I I thought of was um, Tron, and really, yeah, because you're jacked into the computer, oh, and right. and the Matrix. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, we were making those the computer. Yeah, I mean, we're making the Matrix jokes even you know at the end of the the 
pod last time around where it was LMDs and they were plugging into this world mm-hmm. and, and that. Um, wow. But for some reason, my mind went to Tron first as I was making my notes about this episode and then went to Matrix, even though we had already talked about the Matrix. But yeah, just you're you're jacked in and you're you're living life as as if it's real in this computer construct. And so. I'm sure one of them knows Kung Fu. <laughs> it's probably well, I mean May absolutely knows Kung yeah, Fu. Absolutely I mean, yeah, absolutely May knows Kung Fu. Yeah. But it, you know, let's I, I don't wanna park too much on May, but the what you were talking about with the inciting incident and the thing that switches for our characters, the whole uh, Bahrain and may saving the little girl instead of not saving the little girl um, in, in the not framework that our show has been in for the last, you know, year and a half or whatever it is, or five years, four years time frame. Well, that is non-specific yeah, yeah. to what I am saying. Uh, so that is an interesting thing, and and especially when you start bringing in the the title of the what if, it's very clear that uh, Jed and Marissa are very much Marvel fans. Here's the thing with that: it's this is horrible, right? So yes. in our world, uh huh. You know, now the other thing is you have to keep in mind the framework is a fiction. Mm-hmm. And it has a guiding force behind it. So it's not just it's not like uh, Man in the High Castle where you have this right. alternate history line and 20 years later, uh, the world is a different place. And you have people in the United States who are, you know, giving the Sig Heil and, mm-hmm. you know, it, because and, and they're doing it because, well, this is our government now. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> and it's and, not. And it's not like Star Trek's mirror universe where it's, you know, a parallel universe that goes side by side. This is a, a computer simulation, right. right? Isn't it supposed to be running on every computer everywhere? It is. Including it's, your toaster. Yeah. Uh, it's running on every computer that's that's connected to the internet everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's a fiction created by Madame Hydra or Ada, if you whatever you want to call her. But mm-hmm. she kind of has a, a grip on controlling here and, and writing the, the program. She was able to block the exit out for mm-hmm. Simmons and sky. And so there is a different thing behind it than just the natural rollout of history. But mm-hmm. look at Brian, the, the place where may was <laughs> the child dies in our world. Mm-hmm. She didn't get to save the child and everything's okay. Because this is a powerful, powerful uh, enhanced individual. But in the framework, she gets her one regret. And maybe we should even start here is this this whole idea of the one regret. And that might be able to be enough to take us through, you know, a a significant portion of, of the conversation here. For May, the one regret she had was that moment where the child was not able to be saved. But here in the framework, the child was saved. Okay. But mm-hmm. <laughs> child getting saved means like the world is totally messed up. And there was some huge incident in Cambridge that people died and allowed, basically allowed Hydra to step in and say, yeah, we can make this never happen again. 
just put us mm-hmm. in power. And so Hydra steps in and they're in power. Now, again, fictional framework with a storyteller behind it, not just a natural progression of history. But, right. but that's the story. And it's terrible. <laughs> it is terrible. It shows you that people can react poorly when fear is involved. That doesn't happen. Nope. Never not mind. In, uh, I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm talking about the framework, Ben. Oh, oh, yeah. Not, okay. Not yeah. In that I'm fictional framework, about. that is the way things happen. Right. Yes. Yes. Right. Where people let fear get in the way of uh, good judgment. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, that's her thing. And then you have Colson, who the. Colson, uh, the, the Colson LMD last episode revealed he wonders what would have happened if he just never joined shield. And that's his difference is he never joined shield and he's a teacher and he's still helping people, still teaching people, still a leader, but he is applying his leadership to indoctrinating kids to Nazi kids. Yeah. Well, he's indoctrinating the youth with Hydra propaganda. They're Mm -hmm. not Nazis because they were around before the Nazis. Right. Sure. They might've been involved with Nazis, but that doesn't make you a Nazi. No, it makes you a space alien. (laughs) So yeah. (laughs) And that's a terrible moment. Oh man. When he lets that was that was horrible. I mean, what else could he do? First of all, he doesn't see anything wrong with it. And second of all, right. he can't do anything. He stops the kid, and it's not to give him any words of wisdom or words of encouragement. It's hey, on your way out, don't forget your backpack. <laughs> and the kid stops, like he, oh hey, Luke, or whatever the kid's name is, and the kid stops and oh, yes. You you forgot your backpack. <laughs> and, right. Oh, but the kid's and, an inhuman. Yeah. And that was that hard for you to watch. It was a little bit. It was a little bit for me too, because we've had four seasons or three and a half or whatever it is. And, and how many movies and one shots, one shots Colson on the funny thing happened on the way to Thor's hammer was not this Colson. No, but again, framework. <laughs> Right. Funny thing happened on the way to Thor's hammer didn't happen. I get it. I understand that. But as a viewer, I'm sitting there going, but I want my Colson back. I want the guy who's having Twinkies. That's what I want. He didn't get Twinkies. It was little Debbie's. It, it wasn't hostess and it should have been. But again, that's the old school comic book nerd in me that says, oh, hostess ads in the comics. Sorry, featuring sorry super, I, I put you. I put it. You triggered I me. Put a, I put a toe on your lawn. I'm stepping back now. <laughs> so <laughs> it was hard to watch on one hand because it was a character moment that's out of character. It's, yes. it's it's allowing us to see how out of character he is here in the framework. Flip side, that kid's not real. That right. Uh, and and that's the other thing that's really interesting to think about when you're thinking about the framework here is these people in the framework who are not our main cast are they're ones and zeros. Mm-hmm. And Simmons calls it out. She's 
just amazed that this person who picks her up exists. First of all, I mean, the framework is a replicant, a replicate replication. That's the word I'm going for a replication. That's not the word I'm going for, but I'm going to stick with it of our entire world. Right. And so they have all these people and they are, you know, Simmons died in that world. She was fake when she died. Mm-hmm. And uh, Daisy in the framework had a relationship with Ward that was you know, to the point where she asked him to move in and he says no. And all that happened and it was characters in mm-hmm. a hologram, in a holodeck. <gasps> yeah. More Star Trek. But yeah, it's it's very elaborate. (laughs) It is. It is incredibly elaborate. And it makes me wonder what the end game is. Well, we know what the end game was. The end game was to give, uh, the, I can't remember the name of the character, but Ada's model, what she was modeled after mm -hmm. was to give her a place where her brain could go and live forever. And not have to worry about the cancer is going to kill her body. Mm-hmm. So she has that place to be. Ada goes in and turns it into this now. Mm-hmm. And that's where, what is the end game now? I don't know, but Ada is the one in charge. Yes, that is a true statement. Ada's in charge. And, and to the point where I kind of don't know how the characters can get out, right? They're going to have to science the science out of this and oh, get man. out somehow, obviously. Um, but you better believe there's going to be some sciencing happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Big time. But there's also going to be spy espionage too. Spying, yeah, spying, yeah. spying spies. Yeah. It's, well, I mean, they have to go up against the, the whole organization of Hydra, which is, even bigger than shield ever was. I mean, Hydra's in charge. I, I gotta say when ward and sky, I almost called her Daisy, not quake. We're driving into the Triskelion. I was like, yay, the Triskelion. That's where captain America drove away. Yay. No, never happened. Yes, it did. Not in the framework. I know. (laughs) And and that's one thing where they can write off a lot of things because it's not like an alternate history where someone went back in time Mm -hmm. and it was time travel and they stopped something from happening or they, they caused may to be successful because in that situation, nobody gave Ray sports almanac to anybody. No, no. Or it's not like the, the new timeline in in star Trek where Khan can show up again, you know, but that's if if someone had gone back in time and changed history by affecting Shield because they caused May to be successful right. in that operation, then it would affect the incident. You know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm guessing the incident in New York never happened. What I, in this world? I thought I heard something reference that, but they I have keep, watched. Lo- uh, I was going to say, they keep referencing Cambridge, the Cambridge mm-hmm. incident. 
but there was I, th- I thought there was something else New York specific and I can't remember what it is. I've watched a lot of MCU stuff lately <laughs> with our Daredevil and Iron Fist, you know, launching. Um, but I, I could have swore there was something specifically related to the the New York thing, but that it was so vague that you couldn't decipher whether or not it was, you know, uh, surely it wasn't Captain America because uh, if if the Triskelions there with the big octopus Hydra, by the way, is doing their darned goodest to do um, octopuses everywhere. Just saying the Hydra logo is really well placed. Okay. So this People is a problem that we've had in the past. I mean, we're going back seasons now, but yes. this is a problem we had where they were shield and Hydra were putting their logos on everything. And it, you can't exactly have a secret organization when you keep like tagging, octopuses on every wall of every place where you're meeting, you know, but now why not? You're in charge. Right? They're in charge and they're out in the open. They're out and proud. So hang in there, kitty and have that octopus hang in there with you, which I finally yeah. saw finding Dory. And it only took me, took me this long to get one of Daniel's Disney jokes about an octopus and a hang in there, kitty uh, poster. <laughs> All right. Finally saw it two weeks ago. Oh, then there you go. So if anybody's been listening to our podcast for that long (laughs) and you have a memory that that's that that's that good, honestly, and you can remember when I didn't get the joke that that Daniel said, I now get it. (laughs) I now get the joke. Oh, good. (laughs) For that person, I am glad that you have some closure. (laughs) there's there's gotta be one person out there who's just like ben how can you not get that joke and now they're two years later hey (laughs) good for you ben you finally got that joke (laughs) and And for you i'm i'm not gonna play the sounder right now but you got a no prize there you go it's just a a verbal no prize but (laughs) okay so uh who else do we have with their uh the regrets um, I, with Fitz. I don't think we actually see his regret, but what? they do talk about how in this world he is who he is because Simmons was never a part of his life or was taken out of his life. And the only, <sighs> and his father died. Yeah. Did his father die in the Cambridge incident? I think he did. I might be wrong. Cambridge would be, you know, Cambridge is in England and he is English. Therefore it could, you know, geographically be appropriate. What I just triggered on was Simmons is kind of his rudder. Simmons keeps him going the way of the right and the true. Um, And we found that out with Ada, right? When uh, Radcliffe and Fitz were building Ada he kept saying, let's not tell Simmons because, and you kind of get the impression it was, she wouldn't approve, right? Yeah, yeah. So the fact that there is no Simmons means that he just kind of lets his imagination and lets his creativity kind of go maybe to the dark side. Yeah. Now, he is a creative, angry young man in, mm-hmm. in the framework. Uh, who might be in love with Ada. 
And there seems to be some form of relationship there. And I'm wondering if some of this end game here that you're asking for involves Ada just wanting Fitz. I mean, he helped her. He was nice to her. And I mean, maybe. Hmm. I feel like we need a big monologue from Ada. I mean, post haste. So we can so we can understand where we fit ourselves into the framework. Yeah, we'll be getting one. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so let's jump into some of the story here then. Mm-hmm. And uh, so let's let's look at Sky's story. Okay, Sky wakes up. She has a mission. There is a meeting point where she can meet with Simmons, and there's a back door where they can get out. And that's all great and wonderful. But she wakes up and she's got a boyfriend and her boyfriend is not Lincoln. <laughs> she also wakes up and she's got no powers. And she has a name and it's an old name and that's Sky. And she's got a job. She's working for Hydra because she has an ID that's Hydra. <laughs> and they're calling her in because she also has a mission. And the mission of Hydra right now is collecting inhumans. And there's Ward. And okay, so Ward is her lover and her pretty much her partner as far as the job goes. And they go into the Triskelion and we hear a radio talk show host talking about how inhumans are terrible and bad and evil and no good. And Ward, we get a reflection of what Ward said to her a couple seasons ago where he says there's things about me that you wouldn't like if you knew. And Sky says, I know everything about you, you know, because she thinks she does, you know, because this is Ward, but it's not Ward. That's the other thing you have to keep remembering is Ward in the framework is a constructed character. He's ones and zeros. And so then they get a, their mission is to interrogate um, who we find out is he's got a fake name and a fake Hydra uh, ID, but he is VJ, the Inhuman from uh, oh, what was his his sister's name? But the Senator Snooky. Yeah, um, they, her name was Ellen, I believe. <laughs> but um, he is an Inhuman. We know that from him being exposed to the Terrigen Mist in previous episodes in that first pod, I think. And they interrogate this guy to find out how he has this uh, Hydra ID and it's bad news. And then things just get flipped. They just get flipped. Well, she's so in that interrogation, sky is trying to be Daisy for all intents and purposes. Mm-hmm. Sky's trying to be what she knows she should be be at her core right not what the framework says she should be which is a hydra agent but what she is is a shield agent right um and ward is playing perfectly into that because we know ward is a a hydra agent and or a demon hydra god but still very much hydra (laughs) Um, yeah um still very much hydra and so when he hauls off and smacks VJ cold clocks him. That's right on perfect with what we know of, of Ward. And, and so there's no pretense 
that he is anything other than that. Here's the thing, though, because, like I said, everything gets flipped, and it gets flipped because when Daisy meets with Simmons, uh, Ward follows because Daisy Sky is acting strange, mm-hmm. and we find out that he knows that Daisy is an inhuman and he's been covering her for her. And he actually, when he found out she was an inhuman, he joined the resistance against Hydra because he wanted to help inhumans. Okay. So all that happened before sky came on the scene and it's all again, ones and zeros as far as the characters go. But VJ in that situation is getting accused beat up and it's all in the name of two people who don't know that they're both trying to protect the guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They're both trying to protect the guy and, but they're kind of upping each other's game (laughs) because (laughs) they both think the other person is really true to Hydra. (laughs) A poor guy. (laughs) (laughs) You mean the poor ones and zeros? Well, that's just, that's just it. You know, it's a character. Here's the thing though. All these characters who are not our main cast, there are very low stakes for them. They are ones and zeros who might have a personality and maybe we'll get to the end of this and we find out the whole world. Actually, they're all living souls or something like that, but I don't think that's going to happen. We do have pretty serious stakes though, that are personal stakes. And that's the one thing that I was worried about is in the framework, in the matrix, in (laughs) Tron or whatever, uh, is there going to be stakes? And I believe there are stakes. It's personal because of, you know, Daisy and Coulson's relationship. Uh, And us seeing Coulson being out of character is just as bad for, uh, it's worse for them because they're seeing their friend. And then the other thing is they have to get out alive and they don't have the back door. Because if you die in the the Matrix or the framework, you die in real life. Yeah. So anyway, so, yeah, that's so can can we address the ward thing? Yeah, let's let's go ahead and talk about ward. <sighs> OK, I have a very distinct memory of being on this very here show or at least having some sort of interaction with the show and talking about how I didn't want to see ward be a good guy again. And I'm wrong. I love Ward as a good guy. Yay, Ward, good guy. <laughs> you know, I was thinking that same exact thing. While I was watching this, I was thinking to myself, okay, he's a good guy. Great. But, you know, I'm glad I'm glad to see Ward return. You know, mm-hmm. uh, he, it's great to see the familiar old face. But he's an evil familiar old face. Right. But then to see, you know, to give Brett Dalton the opportunity to come back and not only to come back, but to play the character. And this is the important element here. He is playing the character that he thought he was playing when he started this show. A good guy who wants to help people because I don't think Ada has programmed him to be the Hydra Demon God, you know? And no, for... because she would have programmed herself to be the Hydra Demon God. Just, just you know, 
but for some reason she programmed that character to care about Sky. And he cares about her so much that he joins the resistance. Because Ada doesn't know his backstory. But she created this oh, character. Oh, they have DVDs in the in the <laughs> MCU. Yeah, okay, maybe. But the point being she has done a really good job of programming these people <laughs> to be these characters. Yes. Yes. And, and she... be specific characters too. I mean, why why program Ward? Why not give Sky um uh I almost said Legion. Uh, <laughs> not Legion. <laughs> why not give Sky him back? Lincoln. Lincoln, that's his name. Why yeah. not give Sky Lincoln back? Well, I mean, here's what? my question. Why make real people at all? Why put Sky? Why put Simmons? Why put Ward? Why put all these familiar faces in there? I mean, maybe it's because they're familiar faces and it's easier for Colson and May and Fitz to accept where they are. Maybe. But so maybe I just answered my own question, but it, it feels unnecessarily complicated. It it does feel like the complication level is kind of exploded on this. And I'm wondering what, again, I'm wondering why, I mean, why make it Hydra at all? Why not make it shield? Why make it, why, why put them as secret super spies? Why not put them all as school teachers? You know what I mean? So yeah. there's, there's some very specific deliberate choices made, not just by Marissa and Jed, the creators, but by Ada, the creator of the framework. There's very, some, there's some very specific decisions made. And as of right now, I d we don't have enough information to no. form a hypothesis no. as, to, as to why they've been made. Although I could throw out, what I'm going to call the Bertha hypothesis. And this comes out of a news story I heard on NPR about this drill under Seattle. I think it is called Bertha. That was like is huge and it's going under the city or was going under the city and it's drilling out a hole for a tunnel for cars and it'd be a double decker uh, tunnel, but it's also as it drills through creating the walls and the floor and the ceiling of this tunnel. And then they'll come through and they'll, they'll, they'll put in the roads and stuff, but it broke down under Seattle. And I was just thinking to myself, that is the origin, not of a supervillain necessarily, but of a supervillain plan to go and fix this giant drill. That's like as big as a five-story house. And what are you going to do with it? Well, look, I might be Mr. Ice, not so nice. And my powers are ice, but I'm a bad guy. But if I get this drill, I'm going to use it for drilling, you know? And so Ada has this framework. So she's going to use it to create a world. It's just now her plan may not have been to create a world and trap people within it. But now that she has a reason and, and that reason I think has something to do with Fitz and also has something to do with Radcliffe, you know, use the tool you got as an evil robot. Well, here's the problem with that though. If you, the tool you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Mm-hmm. And so if the tool you have is this framework, I, I think, I, okay. So if Ada was a real person who wasn't dictated by logic and 
okay, so if Ada wasn't data, let's say, okay, she would be she would be dictated by, you know, I, I, human I feel desires like and passions and control, emotions, right? Yeah. And she could use contractions. I feel like she would have spun out of control in this framework. She has spun out of control while building this framework. But I feel like also she's imbued with the dark hold that's still doing something. That is true. Yep. And so I, I, there's just more here than I think a crazy robot. So as far as motivation goes, crazy robot is, does not cover everything. That's what I'm saying. It sounds good to me. I, f- I keep forgetting about the dark hold too. Mm-hmm. I hope they don't forget about the dark hold <laughs> with the story, <laughs> but that is absolutely an element of things here. Uh, allowing her to, you know, it covers a multitude of storytelling sins, I think. Well, it's, so. it's, it's the, I, I think it's the, the way out. Oh, I don't know what to do here. Oh, dark hold. Dark, yeah. dark hold. Or, or just to give, okay. Oh, no one could ever create this. Dark oh, hold. Dark hold. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag. Dark <laughs> so that's Sky. She basically now is uh, teaming up with Computer Ward. And she goes and visits Colson. And that's our tag. We'll talk about that. And I'm happy that she teamed up with Computer Ward. I find myself giddy because it it reminds me of season one. It reminds me of Ward being a good guy. Yeah. And I've forgotten how much I I missed that. The guy is, I mean, Brett Dalton, when I say the guy, Mm -hmm. he's a good actor. And he's a Mm -hmm. friendly seeming person. Mm -hmm. And putting him... Yeah, it does. It almost makes me want to go back and rewatch the first season when we did like him. And the problem is that's colored by all of the evil stuff that happened later. This that we're getting here, not colored Mm -hmm. by that because Mm -hmm. he is a fictional character who is a different character. This is not evil Spock and evil Kirk who are here's their character, but we're flipping it over and we're seeing the the evil side. This is the other. (laughs) We had evil Ward. And and now we have him here and he is a traitor in this world, just like he was in our world, except he's a traitor to Hydra instead of a traitor to shield. It's mm-hmm. cool. It's fun. Great element. But again, this is like Dr. Doofenshmirtz putting a self-destruct button on every single innator that he makes. You know, it, it's just, it's like, <laughs> why would I do that? <laughs> he just, yeah and and it's not it it just feels like there's some self-destruction going on that ada maybe isn't aware of or maybe ada is just did such a great job that she has created these constructs that are autonomous and able to make choices that she would not expect and and go against her Mm. so i don't know it's going to be interesting to see how they move forward in a world that has experienced a show like Westworld or (laughs) experienced a movie like the matrix or um, any one of these, I mean, men in black even right (laughs) at the very end of that. Right. Where the guy flips the, the, 
whatever, and it zooms out, and you've got a million, yeah. billions, you know, millions and billions of you know universes. So I mean, it, how are we? How is this going to set itself apart from all of that? Yes it's a computer simulation and that can cover a multitude of sins. But at the same time, it's still this alternate reality thing. Dark hole. Dark hole. That's how dark hole. That's how dark hole. Done. Yep. Yep. All right. Let's talk about Simmons a little bit because she wakes up and she's in a much better place than I thought she was going to be in because a man was, I worried that she was in her grave. Oh, you've seen one too many horror movies. I was expecting her to wake up and be in a coffin and have to deal with, you know, all this. uh, uh, What do you call it when you're in the enclosed space? Claustrophobia. That's the word. That's what I was afraid of. And the word of the day. It didn't happen because she is not in her actual grave with a coffin. She's in a shallow grave where she's been murdered. And she's there with a dead body that hasn't quite finished decomposing. And I'm not sure how long it takes to get to you know all bone, but she was murdered at the shield training site. Yeah. That's, where, that's some interesting questions to, to, to think about. Well, you know, clearly Hydra went through and mm-hmm. killed a bunch of people and then covered it up. And she was one of those that died in that situation, but she wakes up and she's fine because she's been reprogrammed and and reconstructed with new ones and zeros that actually are her. (laughs) And she has a soul. She's a person. She's not a number. She is a free. (laughs) Nope. That doesn't work. Anyway, she's there. She gets out of this place. She gets picked up by a car and this good Samaritan then pushes her out of the car because they come to an inhuman checkpoint. They can check to see if you're an inhuman. That's one of Fitz's inventions actually is to not only check to see if you're an inhuman, but he has an invention that can check and see what your power is without triggering the terogenesis. But uh, at this inhuman checkpoint, she has her ID on her and it's a shield ID. That's not good. So she runs away and then she gets arrested by two Hydra agents after she steals some keys and a jacket. And she fights her way out of that situation and does a pretty good job. She does a good job. Well, like she says in the episode, Coulson trained her to to do things yeah. like steal cars. You yeah. know, and that's – that again points to the fact that the show has been on for four years. And that, you know, and we love Coulson. Yeah, but not only the stealing of the car, but of she's able to pull the gun from the, the guy and shoot him before his partner's able to shoot her, and then she shoots the partner before he's able to shoot her. And it's it's she's a scientist, but she's a shield agent. Mm-hmm. So she then goes to um Coulson because Sky isn't waiting at the checkpoint. So she goes to find Coulson. But um, like May, when Daisy was dealing with May, uh, he can't remember anything. And he's a true believer. And mm-hmm. uh, Simmons makes a desperate play. And that is Tahiti. It's a magical place. And oh. talk about throwbacks 
That was the best. It was. It was. And then I'm th- I'm sitting there thinking, oh, good. Our show opening is relevant again. <laughs> <laughs> and the poll. The poll and the show opening are relevant again. Everything that's old is new again. And he, it, it kind of triggers something a little bit in him, but mm-hmm. uh, not enough for him to. This again, acting out of character, he reports a subversive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So after Simmons leaves the building, she finds the car that she was stolen has been tagged by a subversive student from Colson's class, and he has basically tagged it to say, what was it, Hydra? Lies. Yeah. So now she can't drive that car because <laughs> she's totally going to get pulled right. over, you know? So, so was that kid kid or play from kid and play? I can't remember. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but I've been surprised at those hairstyles coming back. Yes. And that again, is, everything old is new again. That's true. And if you think about it, it's, it's like someone in the nineties dressing in clothes from and hair from the seventies, which happened. So, yes, I mean, then we don't need to see that anymore. Well, it's happening. I know. Uh, okay. So Simmons then goes to meet and, and reconnects with Daisy and then they compare notes and Ward steps out of the shadows and blah, blah, blah. They escape in the car and they have to decide what they're going to do. So that's, that's Simmons. I, I, I don't know about you, but these two sort stories going side by side, Sky and Simmons, figuring out the world. It's so intriguing. I was mm-hmm. so into it. I was so into it. It was so much fun. I was waiting to see like, oh, how are they going to turn that on its ear? How are they going to flip that upside down? What are they going to do there? You know, and and when you meet Coulson for the first time, it's like, oh, Coulson. Okay, you're kind of like Spider-Man, Ultimate Spider-Man, Coulson teacher guy. But no, 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 no. no. Nazis are not real. Or no. Nazis are uh, not propaganda. They are real and bad. And you fought them. Why are you Why are you not doing that? What's interesting is that they're just completely saying the words now. With uh, Captain America, the first Avenger movie, they... The best Marvel movie they were very careful to point out what Coulson's pointing out that Hydra is not Nazis. Hydra is the science division of the Nazis and to call them because I think they really were trying to play it very safe because Nazis were real. And, Mm -hmm. you know, in comic books, they're able to get away with it a little bit more, but this is a multi hundred million dollars kind of thing going on where they want to make their money back in a global economy. And so bringing up Nazis with a straight face and saying that our comic book villains are Nazis. No, we want to say that they're worse than Nazis, but at the same time we want to recognize Nazis were real and it's, it was a bad situation. And there are people who are still alive who were affected by the atrocities. We will we'll be careful. But here in this episode, they're just calling it out. Yeah. Aren't they Nazis? Yeah, they were Nazis. Totally Nazis. And it, it's just an interesting tonal shift from that movie to this point here. 
But even in the movie, well, I mean, they were Nazis. I mean, it was clearly that's what they were meant to be. Right, and and even that the old uh, when Loki drops in on Berlin and the guy's like, I stood up mm-hmm. to I've met men like you before, and you know all that. I, yes, there's a tonal shift. Um, I think we're as a as a society trying to do that more. <laughs> Trying to, to call a, a a spade a spade. Yes. But that's, I but, don't want to get into that. Yeah. Because then you get the whole idea where, you know, the person who doesn't agree with you is a Nazi. <laughs> like, just right. Straight up. Right. It's, it's not because they actually believe things that are as horrible as that. Although sometimes they may, I guess. But it's this instant. You're a Nazi if you don't agree right. with it, me because I am right from, and you're a Nazi. Right. It went from... Uh, being okay to disagree to, oh, you disagree with me, Nazi. Not yeah. There's no in-between. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, and, you know, we're, we, we'll talk politics on this show, just as vague as possible. <laughs> that's, so, that's where I was trying to be, yeah, is, yeah. Is in the vague book. And you know what? That makes things a little bit easier, because I can then say something like we just said, and you know what? No matter what side of the political spectrum you're on, just be careful about calling people Nazis. I think that's a good, I think that's a good life lesson there, Ben. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. I, I, I'm not Colson in the framework, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to try and be nice. And anyway, um, where were we with this though? With the Nazis? Oh yeah. So Colson though, here he is. And he's not doing things he should be doing as Coulson, but he's also having, when she asks him, do you ever feel like the world is not quite right? Do you ever have moments where the world feels like it's not quite real? Mm-hmm. She's getting to him. He doesn't want her to, but she is. It's a magical place. It brings it up, you know? And so he pulls out this folder and he's looking at these papers. Mm-hmm. There's a picture of the cellist. There's mm-hmm. there's the Tahiti. It's a magical place. Card. And that's like that's the actual. Uh, I remember that. I remember that card, that postcard from the you know first episode, first couple of you know six episodes or whatever. That card was that was the card that kept showing up. Well, and it also was the card that kept showing up on like Facebook feeds and stuff like that, right? you know, and, uh, and then he had written these sentences. Yeah. Which (laughs) over and over and over and over. I mean, Bart Simpson on his best day wishes he could do it that much. Yeah. Or the shining, you know, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Um, but he finds all these things that, are kind of slightly referencing his real life. And so, yeah, he's cutting out, he's clipping papers at some point. He's cutting mm-hmm. out the newspaper and, and the stories he's cutting out are like high heroic type stories, right? Yeah. But it's all, all this stuff is referencing his real life mm-hmm. and, and in one way or another, just, you know, referencing a place, the cellist, like I said, Tahiti, and all that kind of thing. And so then we have our tag scene with him. And 
he gets in the car and then total spy stuff, right? I mean, we we've, we've had this scene before with the doctor, mm-hmm. uh, from the whole Tahiti experiment thing, where the doctor gets in his car and Coulson's in the back seat or whatever. But uh, Daisy's in the back seat, and she, you got to remember me. I need you to remember me. And this is where it's heartbreaking. It's and it's personal stakes for these characters because they need each other. They're mm-hmm. family. And he finally, the last line of the whole episode is Coulson. And he says, Daisy, he remembers. Or he's starting to remember anyway. And that's good news. Because once Coulson knows what's going on, they're going to get out. Right. Because Coulson's the man. Because Coulson is like a really nice Captain Kirk. <laughs> Oh, so here's what's going to happen. So you guys don't need to watch the rest of the season. He's going to go up to Ada and talk her to death. He is going to Kirk her. And well, we, now hold on. Let's, no, let's okay. So that could be taken in some ways. That could be taken in some other di- directions. She's but, not green. So that works out okay in yeah. her favor. But well, there's green. Doesn't she have like some she, green highlights in her hair or something? Oh, she but, might. Yeah. Because the is whole Hydra. Green? Is she green with envy? Ooh. Yeah. So the other thing we haven't really talked about much is, is Fitz, but there's not much to talk about. And that's that he's, he's a true believer and he's, he's become like a Joseph Mengele kind of thing where he's creating yes. experiments to find and destroy in humans. And I think that's his motivation is, I'm I'm pretty sure I, I didn't put it in my notes, but I'm pretty sure he said something about like losing his father at the Cambridge incident. Um, and, and that is why he is again, a true believer. The, the Cambridge incident was talked about in sort of vague terms. I'm wondering if it is another, if it's a, oh, how do I put this? If it's a, frameworking as we use the (laughs) term MCUing Uh of an MCU event. So it's a frameworking of an MCU event. And if it is, I don't know which one it is. Well, I don't think I, Oh, go ahead. The only thing I can think of is that it's instead of the aliens landing in New York, they landed in Cambridge. Here's what I picked up. The girl from Baran, Bahrain, whatever it is, uh, went to Cambridge. Mm hmm. And it was her that caused this event. Mm. And so, and she was an inhuman and that's, what's created this war on inhumans. And they, I mean, they are using up the, the Nazi imagery. You know, you've got the checkpoints, you've got the, you know, mm. the arrests and the, the beatings and stuff like that. And it's not just a Nazi thing. I mean, this is, this is a current day thing now with various places um, where, you know, you have people getting beat up for religious beliefs. You have people getting beat up for skin color. You have, I mean, there's all sorts of things going on in governments, not just in neighborhoods, but in, you know, government sanctioned things going on in the world where you can get arrested, you can get beaten, you know. And so it's not just Nazi stuff, but um, the imagery feel sure does feel like it. And, and the inhumans are the ones who are being um, persecuted much like in the comics mutants have been. 
but mutants aren't MCU. They are not, <laughs> and this is the framework. Yes. So it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. It really is because this is. I mean, every every TV series does this from time to time, right? Where they they change things around, they they move things around. But I don't think I can remember a TV series that completely changes everything for half a season. <laughs> um, I can think of some. You know, there's the 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 like five year jump in Battlestar Galactica, where oh, it just everything yeah. changed. Everything was different. Um, there've been a couple series where like in between seasons, they'll just do a major shakeup and let's just revamp the series and, and try and save the series because we're going to get canceled unless we do something that's going to make our ratings much, much better. Um, there is a show. It's a Canadian sci-fi show called star Hunter where they did that. And it was like, they went from star Hunter in one season to like star Hunter 2140 or so. I don't remember <laughs> um, where they just jumped ahead in the future and got rid of most of the cast, kept the sets and kept like the captain or something like that. It's been a long, long time since I've seen that show. Uh, I bought it on DVD for $5. Well, both, there you go. both seasons. So I think that tells you a little bit about <laughs> the quality of the show. It's been so long since I've seen it. I don't recommend it. So <laughs> uh, anyway, that, that kind of thing. Uh, and, and and this is a situation where, yeah, they've shaken everything up, but at the same time, they really haven't. Right. Cause at the same time, nothing is changing at this point. They're all sitting in their little, you know, headsets or whatever they are doing nothing. Yeah. Not even looking at each other because their their eyes are closed or whatever, and so th it's going to be interesting to see how this moves the Agents of Shield MCU story forward. What yeah. does this do to yeah. our show? Because, because oh, go ahead. I was going to say because right now they're all just playing video games. Yeah, and what a weird storyline to end on. Right. Where you you defeat the enemy and come out and you're just weaker because you haven't done anything with your actual body. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean I I wonder if they're gonna get out of I mean, knowing this show They might be out next week. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was kinda surprised to see they weren't out and defeated Ada by now. But anyway. <laughs> but yeah, they totally could be out next week. And having to deal with, you know, the personal ramifications of that. I mean, because uh, let's sort of extrapolate some things. Um, you need a sounder for wild, you know, wild speculation time. Um, so what if she, what if uh, Daisy Sky Quake sort of relive some of those feelings that she had for, for Ward? What does that do to her? Um what if uh, Fitz and Simmons meet each other and Simmons, not Simmons, Fitz, you know, tries to kill Simmons. What is that going to do to that relationship? So there's some, there's some personal things that can happen in this framework. But again, what does it do to the plot and what does it do to the overall MCU-ness 
of the show. Not a lot. And so that's why this could be a very weird place to end if this is the final season. Right. Uh, because it's not, again, you could have some big things happen in the framework, but it won't be a big event in the real world. Right. So I'm curious though, because I was not sure what to expect and they, they, they met my expectations very, very well. Uh, it was very exciting. I liked the episode. I like where they're taking us. And I was disappointed in one thing. And that was actually something that didn't happen in this episode, but probably will be happening in the next episode. And it was teased by a poster, but I'm not going to say anything because we don't talk about the next episode teasers on on the episode we're actually talking about this episode. Right. But maybe it could be a post credit where I could talk to you about my one big disappointment. How's that sound? Actually, that sounds awesome. Let's do it then. Um, Anything else you want to talk about before we move into a little bit of feedback? No, I'm glad to see this show is back. I'm glad that the people are watching it. Hopefully people are watching it. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't, if you're listening to this and didn't watch it, I I don't know why, but watch it. It's a good show. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So next week, we'll continue with the new normal of our Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show. But for right now, let's talk about some past episodes. S.H.I.E.L.D. Field Report. Okay. So we have just a few bits of feedback. Uh, There is one uh, longer feedback thing, but that is about uh, Daredevil. Season two episodes, I think five through eight. And that comes from Agent Jeffrey and Agent Jeffrey. We will be talking about that, but it is now in the Daredevil season two folder. So thank you for that feedback. We will read that in our next Daredevil episode, which will be happening in a while, but we haven't lost it. It is still we we have it here and it's valued feedback. But we also had some feedback from Agent Mark. Now, this is Agent Mark from um, he's from UK. He has some other podcasts out there, but Mark's Mess Pot, Mark's Mess Pot, Mark's Mess Podcast is what he has. And uh, look him up. He's doing some cool stuff with his daughters and about comic books and about his grandfather who fought in World War One. And oh yeah. So because he is in the UK, he is getting episodes later than us. And so now he's finally catching up and he's saying this is a uh, subject six episodes in and feeling groovy. <laughs> he says six episodes in and I am enjoying the series. Things I have liked. Ghost Rider was not the monster of the week. I thought he would be. This is not the Ghost Rider this agent grew up with. And to tell you the truth, I never really clicked with even in the champions. But there is enough character story and unraveling mystery to make me interested. And now Motorbike Ghost Rider has appeared. I am complete. The new normal at S.H.I.E.L.D. I like the team being spread out, gives wider stories with conflict and the new director being an unknown. I like him, but cannot decide whether he's a good guy or not. But I love his connection to Captain America Civil War. Lots of plot threads, ghosts, flaming skulls, LMDs, watchdogs, Simmons with a bag over her head, Senator Nadir, that's the name we were missing, VJ and Ellen Nadir, and Mace, 
it is shaping up for an interesting season, especially with the pace of storytelling. Seeing Coulson's shield hand and Max shotgun axe, I now know what I want for my birthday. My junior agent is enjoying the show as well, but enjoying it in daylight. We are both looking forward to how the series progresses, especially as we are not having the breaks in the scheduling that you seem to have. We should catch up within a few weeks of you by the series end. I am also loving your podcast, making sure I do not miss a beat. It also makes me sound knowledgeable in front of our junior agent when she watches it the next day. I do like the changing roster of hope of hosts. It's nice to hear different fans giving us their viewpoint. I do await the call up for the next episode or two. I know you are in the future, but that is nothing. 1.21 gigawatts cannot fix, or at least can I bury my recordings three meters in front of the lifeboat? Keep up the good work and I will hear you in the future. Agent Mark. Level St. Patty Green. (laughs) Agent Mark, I appreciate your timeless reference, sir. (laughs) That is a great show. All right. Subject Ant-Man from Agent Hedevolk. I I don't know how to say that. Hedevolk. I'm going to stick with Agent Hedevolk. He says, good morning, fellow agents. I am contacting you today because I was listening to your review of Ant-Man. My new job has a long commute, so I'm listening to your backlog. And I had a problem with something Ben said. He accused the script from having inherent sexism because he viewed the script as two guys holding back a woman from being a superhero. I think this is looking at the script through a very small lens. For example, there is a good argument to be made that the script really is a man choosing to sacrifice a man over a woman, which would be sexist against men. But that is also too far too clinical for me. After all, hope is not just a woman. She's his daughter. Now uh, he, she's his daughter. Look at how losing his wife shut him down. I honestly believe losing his daughter, whom he clearly loves more than life itself would kill him as well. So not only is he protecting his daughter from something that is dangerous and had made Hank himself sick, he is also protecting himself. I hope this gives you another perspective. Aged Hedevolk. Uh, Yeah. uh, And apparently we've sparked some good conversation here by me uh, making that statement about um, Ant-Man. But that's not my entire review of the show. I mean, I like the movie a lot, and I've watched it a couple times. I watched it with my kids. My girls were disappointed that she didn't get to wear the suit. Um, but that's that's the that's the story that we we were given. And um, but I'm not going to argue. Uh, anyone who does listen to the Ant Man episode and and have their own uh, ideas, we will read them. Um, I'm not going to argue about them because you bring up some good points, you know, and, and I, I can't argue against your opinion and and you can't argue against my opinion, but we can look at each other's opinion. And that's why I'm totally willing to read other people's opinions that are not mine. Um, Even though mine is the right one. No, it's not. (laughs) I'm kidding. kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding. But at the same time, I I hope people can understand why I said what I said too. um, And and they're able to hear it. Um, not just the words, but maybe the heart behind the words, I guess, uh, because apparently the words weren't great, <laughs> but it's come up a couple times and, and that's good. I, I'm glad we're sparking conversation. So Stuart, Yay. you sound like you were going to say something, but well, I, it, that whole argument and, and, and 
conversation is wrapped in and it's inescapable from um, how many years of history, right? You know, an entire world's worth of history. And it's hard to, it's hard to, to change that or see past that or see it, see it around a different way. So um, thank you for the uh, new perspective. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, yeah, I just don't want to be argumentative. I don't want to feel like I'm, I'm getting defensive all the time. If I'm, you know, we've gotten a couple emails in a row about this and you know what? I, I don't want to be argumentative. I, I want to read people's other opinions and, and mm-hmm. let them, let them stand. So, well, that's, yeah. that's what the, that's what the show is, is for is to have a conversation about stuff and, and, and be able to hear each other's opinions. Yeah. Okay. So next we have subject. I love the framework from agent Jason from California. He says, I was excited by the storyline at first sight to my surprise. It's even better than I thought Ada made herself director to be in charge of the framework. She also killed Simmons in a system that should not have death because she loves Fitz. What? May's now responsible for the deaths of a school full of children, which brought the rise of Hydra. The imprisonment of her husband, Andrew, and she never met Coulson. The best twist is that Daisy waking up with Ward lets him be a double agent for S.H.I.E.L.D., rescuing her from Hydra. It's a perfect mirror universe, and I love it. I was also touched by the tribute to Bill Paxton. He left us too early. Glad we're back. Jason from California. Yeah, we didn't talk about the idea that yeah um simmons was created and put in the framework as a as a playable character or an npc i guess no she's a she's an npc but ada totally just straight up killed her then by you know again pushing these events into place and i think ada and fitz i think the ada fitz situation is something that we're gonna have to keep an eye on Mm -hmm. and then he says May is now responsible for the death of a of school full of children. While I don't know if they're children, children. I mean, it's, I think the shield training, um, but it still does make me think of uh, Revenge the of younglings. The, yep, Revenge she, of the she, Sith. The younglings. Anakin. Oh no! How did the death of a couple dozen children become a punchline? Is is the question. It was the rock solid acting. Oh yeah. Uh, Revenge of the Sith. Had to watch that with my kids too. Cause they wanted yeah. to. It's not so, bad. It's Disney. It's not, Disney. it's not as bad as I remembered it being. That's true. It's yeah. Okay. So that said, uh, I think it's time for us to, to say goodbye. Okay. Uh, yeah, I am glad that shield is back. I am sad that bill Paxton left us too early. I uh, was glad to see that that, uh, got posted. We got a little tag scene there. Little tag credit card thing. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing what we do. You know, how the, how the framework is going to change next week. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. And for me, I'm just remembering some words that were said to me. And we kind of keep coming back to this with, with Daniel. He, he's not on the recording, but he's with us in spirit. And uh, 
you know, when he told me that he was going to have to do lacrosse and stuff and, and, you know, putting family first. And I, I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm with you. I'm with you. Family first, you know, team, family. But I was still feeling mad, angry in my heart. You know, those wise words that came from that man's mouth. He said, he said, Ben, buddy, he said, your anger won't solve this. It's your creativity that we need. Thanks for listening to Welcome to Level 7. You've heard us, now we'd love to hear from you. Go to welcometolevel7.com slash feedback where you can contact us through our website. You can also leave us a voicemail by calling one seventy seven fifty five level 7 You can also join the lively conversation going on at facebook.com slash welcometolevel7 or connect with us on Twitter where we're level7pod. And remember, the 7 is spelled out. Our theme music is The Light Fantastic by J.S. Earls. And you can find that at transplant.bandcamp.com. Welcome to Level 7 is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Learn how to podcast, get productive in your personal and professional life, theorize over TV shows, laugh with our clean comedy, delve into science fiction and philosophy, learn critical thinking from movie reviews, and more at noodle.mx. And once again, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. Okay, spoilers for people who don't watch the next on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. kind of things. And if you didn't look at the posters, the teaser posters that they gave us that kind of show the different uh, actors, uh, it's, it's basically these it's cover art for like a comic book. I wouldn't be surprised if they actually end up using this Um for like variant covers, but they have a picture of Coulson in the classroom and they have a picture of, uh, May and Ward and, and Daisy as, uh, agents of Hydra. And they have a picture of, of Fitz doing science. Okay. Quote unquote science. Those aren't spoilers, but spoiler is about to come in something that I got so excited about when I saw this poster, this Facebook social media poster that they're spreading out. And I got so excited, and then it never happened in this episode. Okay. Have you been warned sufficiently? Is that good enough? Okay. Spoilers. Okay, go. If if you don't know, <laughs> it's coming right now. The poster is the Patriot. Mm-hmm. And it's him, and behind him, it's kind of referencing uh, a, a classic X-Men cover. Where um, Wolverine and uh, Kitty Pride are in the future, and it's the days of future past, and behind them are all these pictures of, of wanted posters of mutants. But for him, they're all him, <laughs> mm-hmm. and he's in costume in the wanted posters, and he's standing in front of them in costume. He's bru- bruised, he's bloodied, his costume is cut. And he is the Patriot. I mean, he is in Patriot costume. Mm-hmm. I want that too. Didn't happen in I, this episode. <laughs> no, but I feel like that's gonna, right? All, all of the other ones were something. Well, even right? Mac also has a poster and he was not. I love the Mac one. Yeah. I want to make that a back, like my phone background or something like that. Just that's him. Fantastic. 
he, he's, he's got the mug that says number one dad. He's reading the newspaper on his front porch and there's a bike. And that, by the way, that was the newspaper that was in this episode. So it is conceivable that this photo or this drawing takes place at the same time frame that the episode took place in. It's possible. It is entirely possible. And then there's the green haired girl looking at the Hydra. That's Madam Hydra. And those guys have their fists up and they are saying hail Hydra. They are. Yeah. But the Patriot, man, that's going to be a full episode. Do you know that? I don't know that. I don't know that. I have hope for it, but I don't know it. Yeah. But I, be full, so. I I think there's some really cool stuff they could do with that. It's just on the next on uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. teaser that they gave us. <laughs> He's there. He's in costume. And they're in the the regular base. But <gasps> what if he's a Hydra agent? No, he's not a Hydra agent. Because this Hydra's in Triskelion. Oh, the, he's in. The, yeah. Oh, he's in their base. He's yeah. in he's in shield base. Yeah. Oh, he's he's the leader of the resistance. Yep. Boom. Be- so I'm excited still, but I was very disappointed we didn't get to see him in this episode. Yeah. All right. That's right. that. Peace out later. Bye.